Hello, gore horrors and fellow deadites, and welcome to Our Life in Horror. We are a horror movie podcast for the gore-filled side of news, physical media, and everything spooky. My name is Brennan, a horror addict since birth, and with me always is my horror queen, Sam. Hey guys, we are Our Life in Horror. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and X, and our email is ourlifeinhorror at hotmail.com. We're also on Patreon, where we do bonus episodes and after-hour shows after every episode. Uh, shout out to our Patreon members, Sean, Miki, Bo, AJ, Rob, and Kayla. Thank you for subscribing. And today, we have a special guest. We have Brian Lockyer. Am I saying your last name correctly? You are right. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, a lot of people get it wrong. Actually, you did it right. <laughs> uh, writer and director of Snowblinded. Thank you for being here with us today. No worries. This is great. I'm excited. I know we've wanted to get you on for a bit, and uh, yeah, we always talk about it, and then we it never ends up happening. I know. And then you came to, with the idea to do a winter horror movie episode. So totally yes. down for that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I love winter horror. Yeah. Um, do you want to plug any accounts or anything before we start? Uh, my my Instagram is Brian or is it B Lockyer nine nine eight three? Perfect. Uh, pretty sure that's it. Yeah, that's all I really use. Uh, I have Twitter. Uh, it's under snow at snowblind, but I don't really use it that much. I check it every now and then. Um, I try to share stuff, but I find my algorithm for Twitter doesn't really reach many people. I do use it um, probably like twice or three times a week, but it doesn't really, uh, doesn't seem to reach out to many people. Okay. Instagram seems to be a lot better. Okay. For sure. Mm. Well, okay. tell our listeners about Snowblinded. <laughs> okay. Snowblinded is a psychological body horror thriller that I shot over three winters starting in 2019 so january of 2019 we finished it in uh i think march no end of february of 2021 finished shooting then uh the editing we were editing as we were going because some we shot a lot of it in order but not everything but a lot of it so we were editing as we were going and then the final edit was done in may of 2022 we had our uh premiere uh in june of 2022 actually on my birthday it was just a coincidence and uh then yeah it's played in a bunch of festivals it's won some awards in austria it won the best the jury prize for the best film at chalkstock in london um That's awesome. yeah it's 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 people seem to really really dig it um we thought that it was going to be or i thought anyway that it was going to be a very niche film because it's so bizarre but uh my brother, Stephen, he did the sound. He was one of the producers on the film. He thought from the beginning, he said, no, it'll have a bigger audience than you think. And we actually did end up with, when people do see it, normal pe- people actually seem to like it just as much as the weirdos do. Um, <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Um, That's always yeah, good. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, we had a guy at the KW Film Festival last year. So January of last year, 2022 three uh, my god it, the last four years i can't keep track of what's what um uh so yeah the the he was a guy who worked on regicide which was a movie dan mcleod did that i did cinematography for and he was one of the producers and uh just you know like i said what i would call a normal not a nor- not a horror person in general like not the crazy horror people and uh he was at the screening and i saw him come in and his name was dawson he came in and i was like oh no he's gonna hate this like i feel bad for him he's gonna be like what did they make me watch he's gonna you know so the movie ended and he got up literally 10 seconds after the movie ended and walked out and i was like oh god poor gus what did i do to him so he came back in while we we're doing the q a and he raised his hand and i was like i know gus he's a nice guy he's not gonna say anything bad but what does he have to say so he raised his hand and he's like oh i don't actually have a question i just wanted to tell you that 
this movie affected me more than any movie I've seen in 20 years. Wow. And I was like, wow. Like, I didn't expect you to say that, like, of all people. So, yeah, it was like, that's pr- that's pretty cool that normal, average people seem to dig it, too. I mean, some people hate it, which is to be expected because it's insane. But <laughs> uh, that's uh, from the beginning. I knew that well, as soon as I started writing it, like, you don't make a movie like this and expect it to be, you know, Titanic. Nobody's it's not going to catch on with a billion people. Yeah, but it has it has it has had an effect on people that I didn't expect it to, which is pretty cool. That's so awesome. yeah, we, which is the only issue is we're having issues finding a distributor. So it looks like at this point we're probably just going to end up uh, putting it up on um, an aggregator, and then everybody watches it, and you get on Tubi and Amazon and all those. So that's probably what's going to end up happening. Unfortunately, I really wanted to get a okay. physical media release, but maybe down the line we'll see. That was actually that was my next my question. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted yeah. to know where it was at so people could see it. <laughs> yeah so it'll probably be it'll probably end up on Tubi in the spring now Tubi and all okay. different ones like that yep well That's definitely seems let like. us know and we'll see when you post it obviously but we'll definitely reshare it and everything yeah definitely we've been yeah, talking about it's... this movie and haven't been able to let anyone know where it is <laughs> yeah unfortunately I know I feel the same way people message me like how can I watch it and I'm like I know trust me I want you to <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's hard I, to be honest shooting the movie was very hard obviously three winters but at least when you're shooting something, no matter how hard it is, you have a like you can see the end goal. Even if it's even if it feels a thousand miles away, you know what your end is. You know what I mean? Whereas distributing something, like unless you're already somewhat known, or especially distributing something so weird, it's 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 like a you know what you want, but the the path isn't straight by any means. It's Mm-hmm. it's nine different forks in every road and it's like you don't know how to get there because it's so like i've emailed dozens and dozens of distributors and two people got back to me and actually watched the movie and it wasn't like their cup of tea or they didn't it didn't fit their like synapses one of them and it really didn't fit them anyway because they do more older releases so when they said no i wasn't surprised uh and another one that actually watched it said no because they actually had a movie kind of similar um it's called brightwood uh, their cinephobia films is the name of their company so i was like yeah that makes sense like you don't want to have something that's exactly the same get end up as the same people you know mm-hmm. uh, i did watch their movie though and i didn't think like the only other than the fact that it's time looping in the woods i thought it was very very different their movies a lot more dark humor and relationship and stuff like that whereas ours is not that at all i mean it starts off kind of funny but then it turns into what you know what it is yeah so, yeah <laughs> but i mean i could see where they were coming from okay um yeah so financially getting funded for a movie in canada i'm just curious of what kind of routes do you go do you try to go through the government funded um route or do you go for independent people uh when we did snowblinded we the end up budget ended up being twenty six thousand. we got ten thousand from the region of waterloo in the third year uh that we were shooting it, and that went almost exclusively to makeup we paid six thousand for the makeup okay. uh, which was actually cheap considering how good we got because brian and desiree are unbelievable would have been probably double that but brian really liked the script so he was like yeah i'll do it for six um so yeah and the other 16 came from different people uh mike and i put in a bunch steve put in money uh stuff like that uh and then we did a kickstarter for i think we got four grand out of that yeah it's really hard to get funding anywhere but especially in a place like canada 
Uh, they don't really like horror that much here. Um, like the Canadian Canadian boards that give out money. Like if you look at, like say New Zealand is a perfect example. Like Peter Jackson came came from New Zealand with Bad Taste and Dead Alive. Like in Canada, they would never ever give government funds to that. Or like Ireland, like they 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 tend different countries tend to give money to different types of films um, in the hopes that they get seen worldwide. Canada is more, even if you read the like telefilm stuff, like the criteria, it's, it tends to be more like reach a Canadian audience, reach this, reach that. And it's like, but Canadian people aren't watching these movies because they're too Canadian. Like that's what <laughs> Canadians complain about. You know what I mean? They always complain like, oh, this movie is too Canadian. This movie's and they don't watch them. So it's like, to me, they need to follow that. Um, set up more like the way the other countries are doing it and like like i mean yeah like ireland like uh the um the ritual was was produced by government funding like i think even the descent some of the money was come from government funding like we're talking about movies that here they would never ever get funded because they're not they're not like i don't know there's a lot of politics behind behind canadian filmmaking money for sure government government funding for sure a lot of politics and okay. uh it's it's i mean we're gonna, probably gonna try because i have a movie now i have a bunch of things that are treatments written out and uh movies like that but uh, i really want to do a movie called funny bunny which is a love story but like my type of love story so it's still very very weird it's got like rotoscoping animation and somebody gets murdered and people turn into rabbits and yeah there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff like that you know like it's still it's a love story yeah it's, it's almost like if you took punch drunk love and let david lynch or david cronenberg direct it so it's already weird because it's like punch drunk love but then take it to the extreme so we're gonna try to get because i need at least a million dollars for that one because the last half hour like i said there's rotoscoping animation which is like um if you don't know what that is it's like um Richard Linkler did with um, Scanner Darkly, where they shoot the whole movie and then they draw over it in post. Yeah. So there's going to be parts of the movie that'll be like that because when he gets the last third of the movie, um, the lead actor, lead character's name is Nico in the movie. He goes into the woods um, and dresses up like a rabbit and he's all crazy. And the animals that he meets in the woods are going to be rotoscoped animation. So it'll look like old 50s animation, but everything else is real. And he's like talking to the animals and all that kind of stuff. So though that that'll cost a fair amount just to get animators to do that because i can't do that um, <laughs> so stuff like that right like and there's going to be some pretty and then the rabbit costumes i want them to be 100 percent realistic so those are going to cost tens of thousands of dollars to get people to someone to make it perfectly there's going to be four of them so that's going to be a fortune to make somebody make a people-sized rabbit costume that looks completely anatomically correct and 100 percent, you know what i mean so yeah yeah it's not going to be a twenty six thousand dollar movie for sure okay <laughs> yeah um but that's I the one i would really want to do next is, is funny funny i would i would absolutely love to do that that's like my heart and soul i would put into that one for sure that sounds interesting <laughs> mm, yeah um I have a couple more questions about Snowblinded. I know we don't want to get into any spoilers or anything uh, before we get into our winter episode, but um, the cast that you had, how did you know them? Uh, Mike and I have been good friends since 2016. I met him through Dan, Dan McLeod, as I mentioned before. Uh, and then we just kept making project after project together. We did Pirate Mike together. Uh, we did a ton of shorts together. Um, Manny was a friend of Mike's. We actually... 
shot three days of Snow Blinded with another actor in Manny's part. Uh, and <laughs> he read the script and somehow he didn't realize that the movie was going to be cold. So we get back home after three days. I'm looking <laughs> at the footage. He calls me two days later and says, oh, you know, I don't think I can do this movie. It's too cold. And oh, I was boy. like, wait, what? It's too cold. Like the movie's <laughs> called Snow. At the time, it was just Snow Blind. And I was like, you read it. Like, what do you mean? And then, yeah, so he quits and Mike called me and I was like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? And he's like, oh, I got this guy, Manny, that I know in Toronto. He's really good. And um it'd be kind of cool to throw something completely different into it and i was like yeah you know what let's do it let's let's do it and i had met hadn't met him he came up the day of reshoot starting over again and uh the only thing i told him was i sent him the script and i said make sure you wear a red sweater for the opening stuff because like it's supposed to be symbolism that he's going to be stabbed in the stomach yada 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 and then i told him like wear a coat that in the movie isn't going to be enough to sustain warmth like wear whatever you want normally like don't come up with no coat but yeah. i need you to wear a jacket that like the audience is going to be like this guy thinks he's going to go skiing in this coat so that was the only thing i told him to do and then when he came and then the great thing about manny that was almost like it was kismet is that the original character's name was charlie and uh so he came and they were calling him charlie when we were doing rehearsal and mike and manny were like can we just call him manny because like it's just whatever and i was like yeah you know what that's brilliant because he and man in the gray hat in the movie are supposed to be like versions of each other. So man in the gray hat and Manny, it just fit. It was like, Oh wow. That's yeah, that's brilliant. So from there on, we were just like, yeah, it's going to work with Manny for sure. And he just killed it. He was yeah, for a guy who most of the stuff at the time he had done were commercials. Uh, he's done a lot of, like he did Harvey's commercials and Nestle commercials and a bunch of stuff like that. Oh, cool. um, he, he came full bore for this. At first he was like, when he read the script and he showed up the first three or four days of shooting, he was like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? But by year by year two and then especially year three, he was just as gung-ho as anybody. He was all about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of the guys, uh, uh, Kevin, who plays Al in the one scene, in the nosebleed scene, um which it's funny so many people have tried to uh decipher what the nosebleed means uh and i thought it was blatantly obvious sometimes it's so funny like um uh, you put something in that's supposed to be symbolism and you think it's so simple and then other people like i remember one of the reviews a guy wrote he was talking about the nosebleed and he was like oh uh, i think the nosebleed was was supposed to mean that he's having brain hemorrhages and that's what is causing some of the visions and all this stuff and i was like oh my god like this is crazy like it's just like to me it's just he and al meet he's meeting his he's meeting his past so it starts to break down and he gets a nosebleed and the blood is in the snow because it's you know symbolism because blood's going to come now because he's meeting his past but yeah some people just read all this stuff and like the drugs they do and all this it's like no there's none of that has anything to do with anything it's just to me it was blatantly just this basic image of blood in the snow because he's facing his facing his past al's like an actual part of his past so anyway, yeah, Al was a great friend of mine, still is a good friend of mine, Kevin. I've known him for 14 years. He actually did the makeup on a movie uh, I did 14 years ago, short called uh, The Girl on the Road. So that's how I met him. Uh, and he's been a great friend since. And uh, he does some acting. So every time I do something, I want to get Kevin in there. Um, who else? Jack, I met through Mike. Uh, John Settle. Jack's great too. Jack's hilarious. He's nuts. Um, uh, he actually works for, I think he's still working for, uh, he's a knight at, um, he's an actor, but he, as, as all of us, he's doing a million things to try to make money when you're doing that stuff. Uh, he's a knight at, um, medieval times. Oh my I think God. He's I think he's still I doing love medieval times. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he's still doing it. He was That's awesome. uh, up until last year, at least. 
he's a writer as well actually he's a good writer okay. um shauna i met through mike uh, and john settle the dad he actually um came on and did a character uh, an interview character that was based on uh, charlie rose in pirate mike his name was chuck bloom instead of charlie rose so he yeah he, that's how i met him and then we've done a few things together and i was like hey i need somebody to be mike's dad would you want to do it and he read the script and he was like there's something wrong with you and i was like i know and then <laughs> he was like yeah i'll do it for sure and uh it's funny because when we did the very first screening john had only seen bits and pieces of the movie um and i i don't think i think to this day john would admit that he has no idea what's happening most of the movie because on set i can remember him and john or him and jack would be having conversations and i'd be telling them like okay we're going to do this and we're going to do that because i like to um i like to let the actors play as long as as long as they stay within the realm of what the scene needs to give me i like to let actors do basically whatever they want unless unless it's very specifically needs to be said a certain way like the the scene where they talk about the tornado and then john and jack talk about the tornado again because that's like both characters start to come together now or all four characters so they had to say it exactly the same other than that i like to let them play with stuff so anyway in between jack and john would both be like what are we doing like we have no idea why we're saying this what is happening i'll be just like trust me trust me so anyway when we saw the first screening john about uh, i don't know halfway through the third act when mike's running around john just yells out that's a lot of dick <laughs> <laughs> and it was so good it was the best thing ever there's so much dick <laughs> and I was like that was the best thing ever yeah and your so daughter John's uh, too. John used to be a teacher yep yep your daughter makes an it. appearance yep, yep right. um, in the movie she does yep yep she does and she won't be able to watch the movie till she's 18 she's yeah <laughs> uh, and I and I always tell her because like Mike is Mike is a good friend of ours so like she loves Mike to death so I always tell her, like, once you get to 18, you're not going to want to see it because she's like, no, I will. And I'm like, I trust me, you're not going to want to see my the way it is in this movie. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. funny. Um, so who did the special effects in the movie? Because there's quite a bit of blood, especially at the end. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I I actually did the very simple stuff myself in year one and two. Oh, cool. I did the arm stuff. And I did the ankle break thing and I did all that basic stuff. But the real crazy stuff was uh, Brian uh, Rowe and Desiree Vandelier. Uh, they're in Hamilton, uh, okay. called Locked in a Cellar and Locked in the oh. Cellar. Story. And they are absolutely unbelievable. They, oh, if they you go to the horror cons, cons right? they always, yeah. Yeah. yes, they always, they always have, have like an Evil Dead cabin or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Exactly. That's them. Yeah. Awesome. That's them. I've seen them. So, yeah, yeah. They are unbelievable. Yeah. They're incredible. They're so good to work with. And like I said, Brian was so into it. Like, his his idea to um when we were doing the finale i don't want to give it away but when we were doing the very last scene um originally it was just going to be like when he's doing the parts he's just going to pull things off um but brian was like oh you know he should actually rub his back on the tree and it'll be all crunchy and gross and i was like okay let's do that so that's that little part there that was brian's idea to do the yeah the crunching oh. back part yeah yeah I would love so, to learn to do that stuff. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. He well, they did um, what they did. They did a top, a whole top torso, arms, everything cast of Mike. Um, okay. So they could do the layers because there was three layers on top of Mike when we did that, and um, he had to do each hair on Mike's body, which is a lot on Mike's top of Mike's body. Uh, he had to do them individually. They're like yeah it's unreal i still have wow. i still have the uh 
two pieces of his chest. Uh, I, I, it's a very important piece of the movie for me. I love that I have it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I show it off all the time. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Snow Blinded before we move on to the winter movies? Um, no, not really. I mean, if anybody wants to watch it, it's it's actually available to rent and to buy digitally until okay. it's for free somewhere. It's um, if you want to email or uh, message me on Instagram or whatever, I can send you the link. Uh, anybody who wants to review it, if you have a review site, like a website or whatever, you, where you actually do reviews, I can send you a screener because we are sending screeners to people who actually review it. We've got a lot of good reviews lately, actually one, one group called scare value. You guys should check them out. Actually. They're great. Um, they really, really got the movie. Like when I was reading it, I was like, man, it's like this guy wrote the script with me. Like he actually understands because <laughs> a lot of people like it, but they, they tend to like the blood or they like the, yeah. you know, the craziness, but like it takes, um, it takes a lot for people to sit down and actually pay attention, especially in this day and age, people like to just be like on their phones or whatever. And there's a lot of stuff going on in Snow Blinded. And this guy, like, it really was like, I told him the plot. Like, it was like, I sat down and beat by beat told him like, this is what this means. And this is what this means. Cause he just got it. Like you just, it was wild. It was pretty cool to read. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Anybody who wants to see it or wants to review it, just send me a message and we'll make it happen. Perfect. Cool. Um, you got something? Yeah, I got some follow-up questions. So, you just moved to Nova Scotia this year, Yeah, right? that's right. Yep, a yep. year ago, exactly. Or a little over a year ago now. Yep. Yep. We never got to have a barbecue. Um, we didn't. We're going we're to push that pass out real quick. I'm just going to throw that out there. But, <laughs> um, well, we're, we're always here anytime you go through. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're in Amherst. It's, you can't you can't go past it. We're the first town in Nova Scotia. So okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's really funny how we met. Oh yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that real quick. So I messaged you on Facebook. Yeah. On was it the Ontario uh, Horror Addicts Group? I think so. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Where you right. anyway? Where you're putting the screener on um, yeah. for a theater? And unfortunately, we couldn't make it because we're old and we. Uh, you're up so early for work and it was on a yeah. work night, yeah. unfortunately. At, at like 10 30. <laughs> and yep. um, it just so happens that we went to Cambridge for some reason. We went to the mall. And yeah. I went to the mall, yeah. And uh we I was sitting there in Cinema One looking at some stuff, and I saw you were sitting there browsing and you were um you had a copy of Pinhead or uh Pumpkinhead. Yep. Pumpkinhead. Yeah, Pumpkinhead, that's right. Yeah, yeah, from Screen Factory. And then I ended up talking to you, and then you're yeah. like, oh, we got this movie. And I'm like, no way, are you Brian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, I was like, because could you go into stores like that and you, you do get some people who are in the horror, but when you, you, you notice, like, you're looking and you're like, this guy likes real horror because the stuff he's picking up and looking at the back of. And I was looking at all the Screen Factory stuff, and we were both kind of looking at each other, and we were like, yeah you you actually care about this stuff this is not just the passing yeah so we started talking about stuff and then yeah it just happened to be a coincidence that you had emailed me or messaged me in yeah. a small world yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true that's wild um also so i heard um not that long ago that a roughly yeah, on the news that 450 films were shot in ontario over this last year wow that's crazy yeah, and yeah. Um, I'm hearing that they are planning on pushing for more films to be shot here. Oh, yeah. As well. They're just trying to, like, they're kind of trying to boost it uh, more so than, like, Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So 
So I'm wondering if like, does that ever like kind of tempt you to come back or would you like to me? Oh, back? I would, I would go back anywhere to shoot for sure. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, um, uh, in a heartbeat, I'd shoot anywhere really. Um, um, to me, it's, it's all films are universal to me unless they, unless they have like a very specific reason to be shot there. Like if you're going to shoot a movie in Iceland and it had to be about Iceland, obviously you're going to go to Iceland and shoot it. But like, to me, I could, I, I can't think of a single film or TV episode idea i have that could be shot anywhere really like you, you could always find the small town to fit or you could find the proper city or smaller city or to me you could shoot it anywhere as far as i'm concerned just you just got to find the right location so yeah i mean and all my all my film people are in ontario anyway so would it be yeah wouldn't in a heartbeat i'd go back and shoot tomorrow if i had to yeah because we were in toronto on sunday and we just so happened to be driving past one of the universities yeah I think, and there was a film crew filming. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had the big lights on and every like up and everything. Oh, that's cool. It, oh, it was yeah. it was small, but like I just so happened to be looking out the window and I caught it. Me, you didn't oh, want to yeah, point yeah. it out to me, right? I swear to God. <laughs> I, <laughs> I swear I said something. Yourself. <laughs> I swear yeah. I said something, but we've been past that point already. I mean, it's pretty cool, but hey. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, I can't think of a single single movie I have an idea for that couldn't be shot. Yeah, I'm just anywhere in the world. I'm just wondering because uh, it sounds like they're going to try and make it more accessible for people, and especially probably people in the states because I know Toronto is usually subbed out for a New York City, New York, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's usually Boston, Boston sometimes. Yeah, so it's always usually shot here. So I'm, and I know. I think Ford was saying that he's going to try to heavily push for more upcoming filmmaking uh, opportunities for people. That would be great. That would be incredible. Because yeah. yeah, I would, uh, I, um, especially like the Funny Bunny one. I, I mean, I, I came up with the idea while I lived there, so I can easily picture it in my head exactly the places I would shoot it, the interiors, the exteriors. It wouldn't be wouldn't be difficult at all to just go right back and start from there. And like I said, everybody I know that I work with is there anyway. So it wouldn't be hard to even get them to get the funding. And then I could do it from here with them and then go back and shoot yeah. and stay and there for a while. You also went to film school, correct? Yes. In Toronto. Yeah. I went to Trevis Institute. Uh, I wish I had gone to a different school because they, it was, it was kind of new for film. Then I think they've gotten a lot better. It was more of a sound engineering school. Uh, and it was blatantly obvious because the, equipment they had 20 years ago film wise as soon as we walked in and then we went down on the second floor and saw the sound engineering rooms and we were like oh this is where all the money's going because we don't have anything <laughs> and they had like 20 soundproof rooms and it was just insane down there and we're upstairs with like three cameras and one of them doesn't have sound and it was like oh okay this, we're paying for that stuff because we don't have anything uh so i think i've heard that it's gotten better now and the one in montreal apparently is really good but i wish i had gone to oh to be totally honest i wish i hadn't spent any money and gone to film school at all because i could have just made some movies with that money um but uh if i had you're not time the first person to say that yes <laughs> yeah I, I, I highly recommend anybody who unless you know nothing about movies and you just love movies and you don't you've never touched a camera in your life and you don't have any understanding i would say don't go to film school i would say if you have any understanding of how a movie's made i would say read the books watch the behind the scenes stuff and just get a group of people together and make movies because you'll learn so much more 
with that money than you will from film school itself because the people who went to film school who had any inkling of how to make a movie they didn't learn much i didn't either like i've been i was making movies at 12 13 years old so i didn't learn a ton from film school by any means uh and most of the people i went to film school with i think they all quit there were 16 of us i know one woman uh from uh columbia she went back to columbia and works in columbia television i think she's still doing it everyone else quit uh i'm still the only one who's crazy enough to keep trying Uh, a lot of them I don't think they did anything like they, they were like, Oh, I like movies. And they went and did spent $16,000 to go to film school. And then they just went out and did something else afterwards. And it was crazy. Cause it was like, you, how rich are you? Like you're throwing this money into this. Cause you like movies. Like it's like, Holy crap. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, and I think, and then there's two guys in the class behind me. Cause every four months class started, um, they still do stuff. I think the other 12 from that, class gave up as well so out of so it would be 12 and 16 out of 28 people i think there's four people still trying i think i'm not 100 percent sure yeah okay so do you oh, think yeah. i have a counter counter to your don't go to film school so yeah. even though in most of the stuff you can learn just on your own of with yeah. making a movie do you feel you've made connections there that you wouldn't have been able to make that's the thing I didn't at all because everybody is so different. Um, it's actually hard to meet somebody who, who really sees the way you do, sees movies the way you do. Even the guys, even the guys I did meet, um, a couple of guys, one of them still does stuff. Uh, his name is Stuart Robertson. He's a um, British or Scottish guy. Uh, he's still in Ontario though. Uh, he, um, he's big into horror too but he comes at it from a way different approach than i do um so it's hard we got along really well we did some stuff together but it wasn't we just didn't approach movies in the same way um he's a lot more geez i don't know how to say it he he a lot more mainstream in his approach i guess more more um like the, the um yeah, I, I can't really explain it. It's just, it didn't really, like, I didn't make any, out of the all the people I knew, I didn't meet anybody who I'm still, I still talk to in any way. Like, I follow Stuart on Instagram. He follows me. That's about it. Um, okay. But now, there are people who have gone to film school over the years, and, um, like, say, Owen Wilson and uh, Wes Anderson, they met in film school. So, they started writing screenplays together and the rest was history so it is it is a thing it's definitely it definitely can be a positive thing like you said to meet people that are like-minded and um and again it can be a positive thing if you don't know a lot about movies you will learn things in in film school um but if you already have a, a decent base for stuff and you can just go and do it yourself i would say i would recommend don't do it but i would yeah there's 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 positive and negatives for sure that's okay. for sure um are we sorry are we still doing uh would you rather yeah i got the would you rather questions right here oh okay, <laughs> okay. we're gonna play a quick game of would you rather and then we'll get into our movie discussions <laughs> sounds good um would you rather make another movie in the winter or the summer uh i actually i honestly would it's crazy but i love shooting in the winter um okay. it's it's the only problem with shooting in the winter is getting there like you're, you're afraid that the cameras are going to break you're afraid you might drop something in the snow and it's gone uh but i actually really enjoyed it uh shooting in the summer is 
great because it's easier, way easier, but I actually get way overheated. So shooting in like July, August is awful for me. I um, yeah, it kills me. It <laughs> absolutely kills me. Like I get migraines. I get like, I can drink 40 liters of water and I still get dehydrated. Um, but it is way easier though. Like on you, uh, uh, like getting there and actually shooting and not having to worry about the equipment being screwed up and the batteries not working all that way, way, way easier. But if all things being equal, if, if it was the same amount of like, Oh, nothing's going to go wrong because of the camera's equipment, blah, blah, I would shoot in the winter. I, I enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. You want to read the next one? Sure. Uh, would you rather make a horror movie or do an action movie? Another horror movie, I guess. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think horror. Not not for any other reason than I I connect. I think horror is to me horror and comedies are the two most pure genres to me because I think that there's if if a movie's if a horror movie or a comedy works it elicits something from you that you that's deep down and you can't like it's just going to happen like the audience is going to sit there and you're going to laugh or you're going to be scared or you're going to be it's going to mess up your head it's going to like there's no there's no like action movies have to be done a certain way and they have to have certain people and they have to have certain dialogue and they have to have even though it's fun to make it's not like a horror movie it's visceral like to me and comedy is the same way like if if you make a horror movie and it's it just gets under people's skin and i love doing that to people i love i love the idea of creating this 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 thing that is just going to mess people up in different ways even some people will come at it in a different and they see something like i was saying about the nosebleed thing they might see things that you didn't even intend and also i think i think horror allows for much more of an artistic approach to cinema um, than an action movie would because you can you can throw in little subtle things you can throw in metaphors you can throw in like there's a lot of the original thing when I came up with Snowblinded script I was reading some philosophy stuff in a in a pretentious way to say that like the the, the father son um, dynamic of you the father commits sins the son has to deal with them blah 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 and that's so some Nietzsche and stuff like that I was reading when when I came up with the idea and then I read more because of the idea. And so like an action movie, you can't really get into that stuff. Like, I mean, I'm sure there has been, I mean, I guess the matrix has a lot of that stuff, but I don't even know if you really consider the matrix an action movie. It kind of, yeah, I mean, it is, but in general, I would say horror is definitely just more, it allows more, it's just more fun to me. It allows you to do a lot more and it's, yeah, definitely. I would pick horror over anything ever. Okay. Even funny, even funny bunny. It's a love story idea, but there's elements of it that are just so messed up that it'll 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 mess people up for sure in certain parts. Awesome. So yeah, okay. I just love I just love that. I love watching I love watching an audience squirm. It's it's great to me. And I'm your perfect audience. <laughs> I like weird stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so fun. It's just so fun to mess with people. Yeah. Um, would you rather work with Jordan Peele or Ari Aster? Oh, that's a great question. Wow. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Ari Aster just because I think he would, um, his his visuals are a little more, ah, that's not fair though. Oh my God. I don't know. Because Jordan <laughs> Peele, I'm not a huge, I'll be honest. I didn't love Get Out. I thought it was obvious. I, when I watched it, I was like, I saw all these twists coming, uh, okay. but his visuals are incredible in Get Out, Get Out though um and i loved us except for the ending was a little heavy-handed i thought 
um i think it could have been like when she's standing there literally explaining everything i was like okay like you don't need to tell the audience everything um but his <laughs> visuals are amazing but ari aster is on a different level when it comes to the visuals he really he really um lets the audience i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna have to go ari aster just because he makes the audience score more than jordan peele does Okay. But I think I, I think it'd be fun one. to work with Jordan Peele though, because he's a funny guy. I think he'd be, and maybe Michael uh, Keegan Michael Key might show up, and he's a hero of mine. So that'd be <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'll go Ari Aster just because I think he'd, uh, it'd be, and I think it'd be wild to watch him shoot something because some of his stuff is so set up that it's got to take like two days to set up some of those shots. Like some of the stuff he does is so meticulous that it's got to be interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. For sure. Good answer. Uh, would you rather work with Kyle Gallner or Skeet Ulrich? Kyle Gallner for sure. I, I like Skeet oh, Ulrich, but Kyle Gallner, <laughs> yeah, oh my god. He is like, I have been championing that guy for like eight years, and finally people are starting to catch on and put him in like he's in the passenger and he's in Smile, and yeah, people are really finally starting. I've been saying, what is going on? Why is nobody using this guy? He's brilliant. Uh, not not to take anything away from Ski Oldridge, he's great too. But Kyle Gallner's just on a different level. Like he's, oh my God, his his face. There's so much in his eyes, and there's just so much. And he can he can be funny, and he can be crazy, and he can be serious, and he can be. Yeah, I think he's I think he's the next big thing. I really do. I mean, he's already there. He's already getting there. But I think he's. I've been saying like honestly. I mean, what movie was it? Was he in one of the? What movie was seen like five or six years ago? I know he was in Scream 5, but that wasn't it. It was bef- even before Scream 5. It was some other horror thing. Was he Jennifer's Body? Jennifer's or what was he body. Yeah, he was a high school kid. That's right. And even yeah. that, I was like, this character is such a throwaway character. And he's like killing it. Like he's just like, I f- like every scene he was in, I'm watching this guy. And it's I like know, any other that. actor, you know? Yeah, every other actor would have just been like, oh, the emo guy. And it was like, I still, like, that was 10 years ago or more. And I still, yeah, like, he was fantastic. And then in Scream 5, he's only in, like, what, 10 minutes if he's even in that much? And he's great in that. And Smile, he was incredible. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. 100% Kyle Gallner all the way. Okay. He, he was in the uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street remake, too. Yes, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. that movie, I mean, that movie's that movie's not even good, really. And he's good in it. Like, <laughs> he's good in it, know, though. Yeah, exactly. He is, yeah. And so is uh, uh, so is Rooney Mara. She's really good in it, too. It's just unfortunate the script was... I haven't seen that since you and I watched it's, it for the first, yeah, well, it was my first time, but... Yeah. It's unfortunate. It is, yeah. It's it's just it's just not there. It's I didn't hate it as much as everyone it. else, because... Okay, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. I it wasn't was, like... It was my first Nightmare on Elm Street movie, though. I hadn't seen the oh, originals. Wow. So, okay, so see that's... that's and it's like that's like kind of my time period as well. And the cast was like just on point. So oh yeah, yeah I yeah. love I thought it was good. And then I, I saw didn't... the original and was like, oh, okay, I see what everyone's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I didn't hate it. Like I wasn't like I'm not one of those people that gets angry if a remake is bad. It's like, it doesn't ruin the original for me. It's like, I don't care. Like it's, I just won't watch it again. Like it's to me, like I, I, I'm one of the few evil dead fans that didn't like the TV series and it doesn't bother me that I didn't like the TV series. Cause it doesn't ruin any of the other movies for me. It's not like I, I, I can't watch evil dead two and be like, Oh no, I didn't like the TV series. So this movie sucks. It's like, it sucks no, now. People, you know, <laughs> like if people like, if people like like the show, then cool. Yeah. I have more power to them. Like go for it. Um, and the remakes I thought are not remakes. I don't know why you call them requels. I guess they were, I thought they were brilliant. So like, I think, I think, uh, yeah. So like nightmare on Elm street, I think 
it just didn't feel i think west craven i really do like even the scream five and six scream five and six had some great stuff like i'm looking at them on my shelf right now i own both of them <laughs> they're sitting right there uh but uh i i it Wes Craven's a different species. He's a different, like the first four Scream movies, you can't emulate those no matter how hard you try. And it's the same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. Like like some of the sequels were great. Uh, uh, Elm Street 3 is fantastic as Frank Darabont wrote the script. Um, and Chuck, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Jesus, what's his name? Chuck Russell directed it. So like it was great. But you're never going to do what Wes Craven could do. Like when he was on, he was a master like so trying to emulate him you just anybody anybody who went into like you were lucky you hadn't seen the other ones anybody who went into a nightmare on elm street and saw um and was expecting west craven you might as well just not watch it in the first place like just don't it's pointless you're not gonna because you're not never ever ever going to live up to that like it's just not possible mm -hmm. same thing with the friday the 13th remake a lot of people were pissed off that they just took the first three scripts and jammed it into the first half hour. I thought that was brilliant. I really did. Like, cause you're not going to be the original Friday the 13th. So why try to make the same movie? You know what I mean? I liked that they took the first three movies and then by the end of the first act, Jason was Jason and he had the hockey mask on and he was ready to go because what, like, what's the point? You're not going to, you're not going to do it again. It's pointless. You're, you're, you're just wasting your time. You can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. Friday the Thirteenth remake is my favorite movie. Yeah, we're defending. Yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, and it's 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 and it's great. It really is great, and that's why I think it is great. And Marcus Dispel killed it. And same thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The remake's not as good. I mean, like because you can't, you can't make. And what I remember when it came out in two thousand three, I remember seeing it in the theaters, and I remember coming out and being like, "Yeah, that was that was cool." Like they did their own thing. Marcus Dispel clearly had a blast with it, where like doing the shots where it goes through Mrs. Head and all that kind of stuff. Like he was he was killing it. But if you went into that theater as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre original fan, which I'm a huge fan of the original, if you went in and sat down and were like, oh, like this has got to be as good as Toby Hooper, just stand up and leave now because you're not going to do it. Like those guys spent 30, 25 days in the blaring hot sun with Gunnar Hansen not being able to change his clothes and stinking like rotting sweat. Like it was it was a once in a lifetime thing. It's you're never going to replicate it. So just accept that and you know it, like except for what it is and that's that's how i feel about all those remakes like sometimes they're good sometimes they're not it is what it is yeah to me anyway yeah. yep okay last one uh would you rather work with mia goth or samara weaving mia goth oh my god apparently she's insane but i just i, I had a feeling her. you were gonna i her. love her i mean she's <laughs> apparently she's nuts apparently on on the new vaccine movie apparently she kick some actor in the head or something yes, and he's suing we heard her. about that. And I was like, well, this is this is how much I love me a goth. I, I saw that and people were saying like, oh, this was a man. She'd be she'd be in jail and everything. And I was like, you know what? Okay. I agree. She deserves to go to be get as in as much legal trouble as any man because she did the same thing but please don't let it affect the release of maxine that's all i care about <laughs> <laughs> as as the movie still gets released on time you know what mia can go do some jail time and just come on don't don't screw ty west's uh trilogy up here <laughs> i need to see it <laughs> that's all i care about but yeah i mean she's what, I mean, what do we expect? She's married to to Shia LaBeouf. Like, I can only yeah. imagine what their some of their conversations are like. Oh like, God. they're both they're both pretty <laughs> in the deep end, I'd say. Mm. So, but she's so good, though. I mean, my God, like, like Pearl and X, like her. It to me, her performance in X and especially Pearl, 
it proves that horror movies are non-existent to awards because in a in a logical world she's nominated for best actress for at least one of them especially pearl i think like her performance in pearl was bananas and like doesn't even register to oscars and, and golden globes and stuff like that because horror movies are just ignored i mean there, there's there's so much ignored that you can think back to the ones that actually got paid attention to like silence of the lambs and that's borderline horror it's not even full horror really and that was 35 years ago and that got some attention you know what i mean so like horror is just and she's living proof to me uh saint maude the, the the lead actress in saint maude i forget her name for a second um another one like pure obvious that they just ignore that shit because she was brilliant uh, that was such a good and, movie. oh my god uh, saint maude is a masterpiece mm-hmm. the last two seconds of that movie i there's probably 10 movies ever that have affected me as much as that last that last shot that was i don't want to tell anybody what it is if you haven't seen it but that last yeah it might not even be two seconds that i remember that went black and i was just like holy shit like i think i might have audibly said it out loud like that was insane (laughs) yeah but yeah yeah back to it i'm gonna i'm going with mia goth for sure i think the only the only female uh on the scene uh like final girlish or whatever you want to call it, even though they're not final girls, uh, that I would pick over Mia Goth right now is Megan Monroe. I absolutely oh, I love, love Megan Monroe. Yeah, me I, too. I'd watch her read the phone book. I really would. She's, um, <laughs> she's, I just, I love her. I absolutely adore her. Everything about her. She's so like normal, but has her own look, but still kind of looks like everybody next door, which is weird. She's so like, she can be intense. She can be cute. She can be, uh, she's just unreal. Like I, I think she's her and Kyle Gondler are in a movie together. That's, that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe they can be in funny bunny together. That would be, <laughs> if you guys are out there and you're ever listening. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Make it it's man- manifest those guys in, in that movie. <laughs> yes. All right. That's all the would you rather questions we got so we can get into the discussion. Yes. Let's do it. So what happened is we picked five movies so we did a winter episode last year and surprisingly there's only one crossover movie that we discussed last year very briefly. Oh, um, so that's hilarious. All, all other four movies we did not discuss. So that's pretty cool. Um, so we'll, funny. What's we'll the crossover do... one? What crossed over? Frozen. <laughs> oh, Frozen. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Um, <laughs> so we'll do spoiler free so we won't ruin any of these movies for anyone. Um, but yeah, I'll kind of talk about each movie the cast and whatnot and then we'll have a quick discussion say a couple fun facts and we can rate the movie sounds great all right i have notes i have notes perfect (laughs) (laughs) um so black mountainside is the first movie that i have on my list here and it has a 5.1 on imdb and an 80 percent on rotten tomatoes um, the description is archaeologists find a strange structure in northern Canada that appears to be thousands of years old. The team members become isolated when their communications fail and their sanity begins to unravel. The release date is, I just have 2015 um, in Canada, and the director is, oh boy, this last name. I know, right? Yeah, that last name. Nick Swastakiewski. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Known for Hammer of the Gods. Um this is starring Shane Twerden, Carl Toftfeet, Michael Dixon, Cameron Tremblay, Mark Anthony Williams, Timothy Lai, Nathaniel Gordon, Andrew Moxham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that last name is, that's a hardcore last name. <laughs> I have two fun yeah, facts that we'll talk sure. about after, but um, yeah, spoiler free thoughts on this movie, guys. Have you guys seen it before? 
No, this nope. is our first time. First no. time. Yeah, because I that was one of the ones I recommended. It is, yeah, yes. It was Canadian because it was Canadian. Yeah. Um, I, I really like this movie. Uh, it's a slow burn, that's for sure. You gotta be if you're not if you're not into slow horror, you will not want to watch this movie. The first hour is a lot of buildup, a lot of buildup. Um but yeah. uh yeah, um <laughs> It's yeah, funny. go ahead. It's funny because I'm not into slow burns, and yeah, we we were watching this in the bedroom, and I think I walked up 20 minutes in, and like just like stood up to like get something, and I looked at him, and I was like, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. But then once <laughs> once shit hits the fan, it, it doesn't stop. So I was I I got into it after that. <laughs> yeah, there's an event that happens, and then Sam was like, Okay, I'm into. This. Now I'm into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a big turning point, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think this movie looks like incredibly beautiful. Like it's incredibly yeah. well shot. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And especially it was only like a couple hundred thousand dollar budget. Like and it looks stunning. It's absolutely stunning. Yeah. Who yeah. is and the uh... acting is quite good too for for like a small a small indie horror film. There's yeah. some really good actors in it. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with any of the actors. Yeah, um, I was gonna ask who you guys' favorite character was. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I think I actually made a note of that. Very no, I didn't. Uh, one okay. thing I did. Uh, uh, one thing I did make a note of that was funny talking about the actresses. I thought the U of T professor was if Peter Dinklage wasn't a dwarf. Pierce, yeah, dude's, <laughs> dude's handsome as fuck. I don't know. Who that, who that he's, is. he's this guy. He was but the, like, oh, the professor was one of my favorite characters. Actually, yeah, 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 the yeah. professor, the guy who showed up. Yeah, I was like, man, if Peter Dinklage was five foot nine, I think this would be who he was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I also really liked the guy um, who had the the really bad breakdown, um, who who was really seeing the the thing a lot, and they locked him in the bedroom. He was, I thought, the he was guy with the long character. hair. Yeah, I that's my other character. favorite character. Yeah, he was a good character. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah. the I guess the main character you would call him at the end uh, he was I mean they were all really well yeah really well fleshed out characters they really were considering it was just a bunch of dudes at a camp it could have easily been they all could have felt like the same person and they didn't they were all they were all pretty well pretty well done yeah this uh, is this is very the thing vibe yes absolutely I think the thing and then a little bit of the shining especially near the end when uh uh, with the gun when he's walking around with the gun that was very much the shining for sure yeah 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 and i definitely. loved i loved the use of time the times that they didn't use music the score was good and i loved like that scene in particular where he's just walking around and you just hear the wind and i was like that's that's for a first time filmmaker like it was the first movie he'd ever done feature i thought he was very, very he did a really good job oh wow uh, his first feature yeah it's really really well done yeah unfortunately his second one I was looking forward to it a lot because I actually uh, conversed back and forth with him a little bit after this movie came out. I messaged him because I'm the type that like once I see something somebody's done, especially a Canadian filmmaker in horror, I'm like, OK, I got to reach out to this person and have a chat because like I, 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 I'm a champion for as long as somebody's not an asshole, I want everyone to succeed. I don't have that like I don't have that I want to win in me. I just want everyone that isn't an asshole and is good at what they do to succeed. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't in this industry. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I reached out to him and he, uh, I was really excited for a second film. It's called Archons. And uh, it looks gorgeous, but it definitely, the script wasn't as good. It's, there's a lot. I, w- I would like to talk to him and see if things got cut because the plot really meanders and it doesn't make any sense at the end at all. 
um, but it still looks gorgeous. So they still shot the hell out of the same cinematographer did the second one too. But this one, for a first film, it's absolutely stunning. And yeah. uh, it's funny. Um, one of the things he told me, I made a note of it, is he, um, when they were, do- I don't know if you noticed the, um, they didn't show the character or the, or the creature a lot. Like it was in in, mm-hmm. in the dark and a lot of silhouettes and stuff. That was on purpose because when they wrote the script, it wasn't supposed to be like that. But apparently, this is what the director told me years ago, if I remember correctly. He, the guy who did the creature design, uh, showed up to the set because they shot the whole movie um, on location and they all actually stayed there, like while they were shooting, which is kind of cool because we did that with a lot with Snowblinded, so it kind of felt cool. Um, uh, and he showed up and apparently he was just a deadbeat and he didn't want to do any of the work and he didn't do anything. So the mask was terrible. It looked awful. Apparently he didn't do the work that he was supposed to based on wow. the design. And so he, I think he might've even left. I think he might've left the set if I remember correctly and just like pieced out on them. And so they were like, okay. So they kind of Steven Spielberg it with jaws where it was like the machine, the, the shark isn't working. So we got to figure it out. So they basically were like, well, it doesn't look the way we want it to look. So we got to do something instead of having a shitty looking creature. And that's what okay. they did is they did a lot of, and I mean, it, it works anyway, because like, it's all in their heads. Uh, no, it's not all in their heads, but the, the the message is all in their heads. Like them hearing him talk is all in their heads. So you don't really need to see the creature that much anyway. So I think it worked out in the end anyway. Yeah. yeah. I actually ended up liking it. Yeah, I yeah, liked it. it creepy. I liked it yeah. off the smash. I like uh, yeah, just the thing vibes. I was like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, that's all yeah. up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Um, I sent you our um, how we rate our movies out of five with emojis, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, what would you guys rate this movie? <laughs> oh, for our listeners who are maybe just tuning in, I guess I should explain. <laughs> uh, we rate our movies at a five with emojis. So a one out of five is the poop emoji. Then we have an eye roll emoji, an okay emoji, a thumbs up emoji, and a 100 emoji. If you're somewhere in between, you can say a high thumbs up or a low thumbs up. I go, I go thumbs up on this. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a brilliant movie. Uh, I think it could have been 10 minutes shorter. Um, uh, but other than that, I think, yeah, for a first film and the atmosphere and it's creepy as shit, I'm going with a thumbs up. Yeah, I actually put that on the exact same thing. Did you? Yeah, definitely a thumbs up. I think uh, I can definitely see the 10 minutes shorter. Definitely. Um, I love the ending. Yeah, the ending's oh my god, it's so bleak. Yeah, so bleak. It's just my kind of ending. Yeah. Um, Yeah. but yeah, I think there's a couple things that I would have liked to have seen more of, if especially knowing that about the special effects guy, like that sucks, and that definitely might have swayed even a higher ranking, maybe depending on what it was. Yeah. Now I don't. uh, I should say. the guy who did the makeup had nothing to do with the guy who did the creature so it was two okay. different people. as far as i know it was two completely different people that's why the makeup looks great and the creature whatever happened happened okay, okay. yeah um i gave it a low thumbs up um the low comes in just because of that slowness in the beginning <laughs> yeah. well i mean but... considering considering you almost walked out and you still gave it a low thumbs up that means it really that's pretty itself. good yeah. yeah no i was invested <laughs> after shit hit the fan yeah <laughs> Um, so sure. I have two fun facts. One of them was already mentioned, but that's okay. <laughs> um, down the gun. That's okay. It's the one where they actually stayed in the cabins and had no internet connection or cell service. 
Um, and the other one is just silly. I have to pick fun facts that don't spoil anything, obviously, right? So mm. um, the cat in the movie actually belongs to the director. That cat looked That's so cute and it looked like CGI almost. It was so That's perfect hilarious. looking. That's yeah. And the way it just got up on the table and just laid there all comfy. And yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. It was his cat. cat too, right? Oh my cat. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. All right. Like junk in the trunk. All right. <laughs> Our next movie is Frozen. <laughs> um, so let me just get rid of that. It's a 6.2 on IMDb and a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, as a winter storm approaches, three people become stranded on a chairlift high above the ground after a ski resort closes for the night. Release date is February 5th, 2010. Director is Adam Green, who did the Hatchet movies. Uh, box office was $3.8 million. And the cast is Sean Ashmore, Emma Bell, Kevin Zeggers, and Kane Hodder makes an appearance in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He, I, I forgot all about it until I watched it again, and he shows up as the, uh, the snowplow guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you think about this movie? Uh, I really, really enjoy the tension of this movie. I think they, considering what it is, it's kind of like um, Buried with Ryan Reynolds, considering they're so limited I thought they did so much with it, especially Adam Green and whoever the cinematographer was. Shit, I meant to look him up, but I didn't. Um, like considering how many shots can you really do? You got three people for ninety percent of a movie sitting on a on a mm -hmm. lift, like, and they they ratcheted it up. And the acting, Kevin Zeggers was a little weak, but the other two were fantastic. Sean Ashmore, considering Sean Ashmore tends to do a lot of goofy stuff and he kind of even looks kind of goofy in a handsome way he's not like you know what i mean he's not like ryan gosling he's kind of he's kind of goofy looking but he's in a, in a good looking way but mm -hmm. he um he i thought he was great especially in the second half and i thought she was really good too um but yeah the tension they did a great job with the tension i did i the one couple of issues i did have were that they went for realism in a lot of places and i find when you go for realism you have to keep it up but what they did was they went for realism to try to ratchet up the tension, but then they like forgot that. Like like the fact that she had the 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 thing on her face and they kept talking about it. And it was like, that's awesome. Like she's getting frostbite. But it was like, so why isn't she covering her face? You know what I mean? If you're gonna bring up realism, you have to have a solution for that. Like you can't you can't be like, oh, she has she has something wrong with her face. Oh, let's just leave her face bare, even though she has a, a giant coat and she has she has a scarf and she has all these things. You know what I mean? So it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna bring up realism, stick to realism. If not, just be goofy and silly. Okay. And the same thing, like the wolves, like the wolves for me, it was like, you didn't do any research about wolves because wolves would not just rip two people apart like that. Like, you would have to be in like the Arctic and those wolves haven't eaten in like 40 years for them to do what they did in that movie. Like, I understand they needed something on the ground to, to make it scary to fall off. You know what I mean? But like, they just did no research about wolves whatsoever. It was just like, hey, wolves are scary. Let's throw them in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like when you go when you go for realism and then you don't you don't keep it up, that that that's annoying. But um, but the tension. I mean, the movie goes by in like two seconds. It's ninety minutes long, mm -hmm. and it's like you just the whole time you feel for it. And, and when he jumps and snaps the legs, oh my god! Like, geez, that was the sound was brutal. Mm -hmm. um it's funny though being being a guy who likes to ratchet up the the craziness i there's a couple of times i'm watching it and i was like gosh oh, I, I wish i had done this like when she pees in the in the seat because we how you don't see the one character that passes away or dies earlier uh we won't say who it is uh he uh when she so because you don't see him actually get killed which i thought was brilliant that you don't you just hear it that was 
genius that was well done but what i thought would be would have been great was when she's peeing we should have saw the pee falling on him and then that's when we get a reveal of what he looked like because it was like okay. you know and i thought that would have been really twisted if this was just urine dropping on this guy so <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that would be, I thought that'd be kind of cool but no it didn't happen unfortunately <laughs> what are your thoughts but yeah it was good though I love this movie. Um, we actually didn't even have to rewatch it because we've seen it a bunch. Um, <laughs> I still remember the first time I watched this and I was just home alone watching it on my little laptop. And I thought about this movie for days after with that that jump. <laughs> oh my God, the jump <laughs> is insane. I just, I just, I don't know. I love survival movies, I think. So that's probably, mm. like they get me the most. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't really think about the realism of the wolves and all that. So... Mm. But now that we're no, talking no, about think, it, I'm it's, like, okay. Yeah, no. I think it's completely fine. Like I said, I think they just had to have something. And like, what is scarier than a wolf really? Like, yeah. Gonna be in, in, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, I think it's just it's just funny that uh, when you go for a realism the way they did. Because they did. They had some really cool stuff. Like her hand sticking to the, mm-hmm. to the burn or having to rip gross. it off. Like that was real, man. Like that looked legit. And like, there wasn't a lot of blood like in that scene because there wouldn't be like that was really well whoever the makeup person was that was genius because it would just tear off the skin and your hand would be frozen underneath so it wouldn't really bleed that much yeah so like that that so when they do when they when they kind of break that barrier out that's when i go oh, oh come on like just do a little bit more research <laughs> sorry anyway go ahead yeah no all i was gonna say is i really like the chemistry between the three actors oh as fantastic well. yeah. yeah um what about you brennan yeah, I, I agree. I never really thought about the the realism of this movie. I'm just always so, so <laughs> I'm always so sucked into it just mm-hmm. because it is a survival story. And I think yep. I like all the actors. I, I like I love Sean, Sean Ashmore. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what is he in? Because I know his face. What what, uh, what else is he in? Like actual. Let's look at his. Um, he's in tons of stuff he's canadian because the movie itself is canadian it's gonna bother me he's uh... his brother's an actor too but i don't know if he acts anymore he they used he used to they both used to act a lot when they were teenagers okay Um, i don't think his brother acts that his brother's name is aaron what's he in He's in uh, Shawn uh, and like he was in x-men movies yeah oh i haven't seen those Oh. oh, he was in the he was in the ruins. The ruins is fantastic. I haven't seen that. He's in the Mother's the Day remake. Oh, oh Mother's Day remake. Okay, yep. okay. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that. I, I need to watch oh, that. So good. That. It is good. I loved it. Yeah, but uh, the ru- the ruins is like oh my god, it's fantastic. The ruins is one of the most underrated. The day, didn't I? Yep. Yeah, I gotta see that. Yeah, I, that's so on my good. list. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Like the fact that it was released theatrically, it's. It's weird because there's some gross, nasty shit in that movie, and it does not feel like like a a movie that was released in 2000 theaters. It feels more like an independent movie. Yeah. Um. Okay. I have a. Oh, we'll rate the movie again. Yep. I don't have to say it again. But out of five <laughs> with the emojis, what do you guys rate Frozen? Yeah, I'm giving it a low thumbs up. Uh, okay. I still really like it, uh, and I, like I said, the tension is fantastic. Uh, I just. I could have used a little more craziness. I think I could have, I could have, but maybe that could totally be the, the company who produced it. They could have been like, you know what? We can't have you do this. And we can't have you do that. Cause that happens. So I, it might not even be their, their doing that. The things that I wanted to, that I would have done to push the envelope 
maybe they wanted to too because i mean he did the hatchet movies and those movies are not messed up so maybe he just you know but yeah i still really enjoyed it and uh like i said the 90 minutes flies by it's like a two second movie yeah yeah um i'm going low 100 yeah yeah um yeah i just i always get sucked in and it, like brian said it just flies by i think it's really well paced um the special effects and everything like that are fantastic in it uh i like all the characters um yeah i think it's just a cool idea yeah i i give it a solid 100 i love this movie yeah (laughs) i i don't have really much bad to say about it so it's one i will always recommend to people if they want something like a survival movie i would also love to see i want to see i meant to check this too if there's a behind the scenes somewhere because i would love to see how much of it was shot practically and how much of it was not because it all looked real and i if it was like it's crazy that they had the actors sitting up there even even if like they had them five feet off the ground and was were just shooting fake you know think, with, like high angles it would have been nuts for them i to think sit they there. did have them up there and oh. adam green went up there himself because too many people were scared of heights or something oh i looked into God. a bunch of the fun facts it yeah looked so real it was crazy like it like like because i mean the budget couldn't have been that much and there's no way they could have made it look that good with yeah. green screen like they would have been it would look like shit would have i know like a sitcom he, or something i know he also um refrained from bathroom breaks with the cast because he knew that they couldn't go so he wouldn't go either or something like oh that. my god that's <laughs> crazy yeah that's cool though yeah. yeah um okay i actually um have a few fun facts for this one i might have actually said one um <laughs> the film was shot entirely practically Wow, there we go. Meaning no sound stage, nor green screen, nor CGI. The actors and actresses were truly suspended over 50 feet in the air on the side of a real mountain in Utah. That's funny that I forgot that I put that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's Perfect. Um, to get the shots of the chairlift moving with the actors and actresses speaking on it, writer and director Adam Green and director of photography Will Barrett shot everything themselves as the film's hired camera crew was too nervous to dangle at those heights. I pretty much already said the fun facts. That's <laughs> amazing. That is so cool. Um, and then every character in the film is named after a close friend of Adam Green. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool they, they, that they went and did that. That's good for them. Yeah. No wonder, no wonder it seemed so real because it was. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next movie. This is one, I think, who recommended this one? Was this you or Brian? De- I De- think, Devil's Pass? I think this was me. Was it you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was you, yeah, because I hadn't seen it. Okay. So Devil's Pass has a 5.7 on IMDb and a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, to determine what happened to some Russian hikers, five U.S. college students go back to where the hikers were found dead. The students don't return from the expedition either, and the recovered footage is deemed too disturbing for public viewing. Release date is February 28th, 2013 in Russia. Director is Renny Harlan, um, who did Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger, Deep Blue Sea. Uh, box office is 5.3 million and it's starring holly goss Gemma atkinson matt stoke ryan holly anastasia berdina and nicolay butenin that's a lot of names right there that is mm-hmm. <laughs> uh what did you guys think of this movie devil's pass i wanted so badly but like uh, this i movie. really i really liked it uh another one though i think yeah I think I think another one should have been 10, 15 minutes shorter. The third act was by far the best part of the movie. I would have liked that they had gotten in that tunnel a lot faster. 
Um, and I, my biggest issue with the whole movie were the characters. Uh, some of them were just awful people. <laughs> like I didn't care about them at all. Uh, like it was, it was just, yeah. Some of them were, were like the filmmaker guy was just a tool. And, uh, and I, I also found it really funny that they hired a filmmaker and then 90% of the footage was shot by the philosophy students. <laughs> that was really funny. Like he's doing all the hiking and she's standing back with her cell phone filming everything. And I was like, why does he have a camera? I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Is he just along for the ride? Um, I did think it was a really, really cool uh, concept for a found footage movie because it was something different. Uh, and I thought the creatures were cool, but I really wish they'd done practical instead of CGI. It was mm, so yeah. obvious in the tunnel that they were CGI. Yeah. It was blatant. Like when they got up in the front of the camera and everything, it was like, oh God, is this a video game? Like, but the uh, <laughs> one thing they did do that was incredible CGI was the um, the avalanche. That was horrifying. Yeah, like I was like, wow. Like I felt like I was in the middle of it. It was it was bad. Like it was a bad bad avalanche. Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't love this movie. Um, I would put it slightly below Frozen. Okay. I'd still give it a I'd still give it a, a, a low thumbs up, but I, I wouldn't. It's not great by any means. Okay. Better okay. screenwriter, I think a better screenwriter would have made a better movie because Randy Harlan can direct, but I think a better screenwriter would have made a better movie. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, I kind of fall into the same problem with a lot of things. Um, I actually really enjoy the first two acts of this movie and then i kind of dislike the third act yeah i know oh interesting (laughs) yeah so i just it just didn't go the route i was hoping it was gonna go um ah, the yeah the creatures look like garbage for the most part um the creatures were they looked awful cool very cool design but awful awful creation yeah yeah very cool i would have liked to have seen more time in the tunnel as well but again like i would have liked to have seen something just something different um but i liked getting up there like getting up to it the whole point i thought it was really good um the acting's fine from everybody it looks good yeah. like Ren- remy harlan is like classic director oh for sure he's so. doing the strangers trilogy now the new strangers trilogy that's coming out that's him seriously finally, yeah he's finally coming back he hasn't made a movie in years and now he's coming back and going back to horror because he did uh Actually, he did one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. What one did he do? Four? Yeah, yeah, I think he did four. Four. And he also did, uh, have you ever seen Prison? It was an 80s horror film with um, uh, Viggo Mortensen. No, It's a I Screen haven't. Factory. Oh, my God. Check that out. That it's was one too... of his first one of his first movies. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, yeah. Too ex- it's too expensive. It's out of print. So. Oh, is it really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my buddy Kevin from uh, Snowblind, and he had it. And we watched it at his house one night. And I was like, this is fantastic. How did I not see this before? Yeah, it's a great, great movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, back to the movie, I guess. But it just it just didn't vibe with me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It, it really had me for the first little bit. And then after that, it just just went downhill for me, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed I this whole that, but movie. You're right, the actors were really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know how it would do on a rewatch for me. I think because I had no idea where this movie was going. Like, I love the story of why they're going mm-hmm. out there. Like, I thought that was really cool and like eerie. Um, and because oh, I had really no too. idea yep. what direction it was going in, and like I was just kind of surprised the whole way through. And like, I'm not even. I don't want to say too much about the ending. Um, I'm I'm not a big sci-fi girl, and I still enjoyed the ending. I did think that the CGI was shit, um, but 
yeah, I enjoyed the whole watch. Like I was on the edge of my suit, I guess we could say. <laughs> um, the only thing is I don't know how it would do rewatching it now that I know what is all going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know if this is enough movie. I would probably pick up another movie before watching this again. That's the only thing. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I definitely didn't. Uh, I was never bored at any point. I didn't. There was some cool stuff in it. Like I said, the avalanche really messed me up. That was incredible. I would yeah. have liked to have experienced that avalanche in a theater, in a theater setting. That would have been, yes, that would have been intense, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so, Clara what would... is here. She just wanted to say, she just wanted to say hello for a second. Hey, how are you? <laughs> right. Say hi. They can't see us. Just say hi. <laughs> hello hi hey. haven't seen you in a long time i guess i'm we still not seeing you but <laughs> i always i always say um is it the nice guy very chatty people because <laughs> one time that's what you said when you were talking about snow blinded you said oh yeah we met brian he's a nice guy very chatty and that's how she always remembers he always, he always talks <laughs> about that i never stopped talking <laughs> it's okay that's good yeah. <laughs> we're on a podcast <laughs> okay cool she has disappeared again okay <laughs> she's cute um what would we rate this movie guys i think you yeah. already said a low thumbs up didn't low you, thumbs Brian? up for me yeah. Yeah, low thumbs up for me. i said the same thing actually low thumbs up is what i wrote down i'm giving it an okay 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 yeah all right all right um, I have two fun facts on this one. Um, shooting took place in northern Russia, and actor Luke Albright was the only American in this main cast. Um, others are played by British actors. I actually was wondering about that because um, the main philosophy student girl, the main actress, her voice seemed to change a little bit every now and then. Oh, like her okay. American accent was great, but I was, at a certain point, so I was like, I don't think she's American because at certain times she was talking direct to the camera. She was like pronouncing things weird. Oh. And I meant to look it up and I forgot because she, she let it slip a little bit. I didn't think she was British though. I thought she was going to be something European, like Swedish or something. But maybe okay. that was just the hair color. Maybe that threw me off. She oh, was very, very, very blonde. I didn't even catch on to that. Yeah, me neither. She was, uh, she reminded me of Claire Danes a lot. That's who she reminded me of when I was watching the movie. Like she could have been her little sister or something. I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> ever, uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet. She was the, she was Juliet in the DiCaprio version. I honestly don't remember. Oh, uh, she was in a show, uh, The Americans. She was in that TV show, The Americans. I don't know that either. Russian nope, spy. I don't either. <laughs> you know her if you saw her. She's been around since like the 90s. She was a teenage actor and she's still around. Okay. okay. You'd, you'd know if you saw her. Oh, she, yeah, she was in a big show. What was it called? My, oh shit. It was around the same time as Felicity. She had her own show. Felicity. It was same, same idea as Felicity, like same type. My something. I don't know what the hell it was called. <laughs> yeah. You'd know if you saw her for sure. Oh, you definitely would know her. Terminator 3. She's John. So, have you seen Terminator 3? I haven't seen any of the Terminator. She's John Connor's wife? She's John Connor's wife. That's Claire. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Claire Danes. Yeah. I've seen that (laughs) one. That's who she reminded me of. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, the next movie we've got, we've got two more to talk about, is Shredder. 
And this is a movie that we randomly got on DVD from a friend of mine. And nice. it has a 4.5 on IMDb and a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, teenagers at an abandoned ski lodge meet with grisly ends at the hands of a psychopathic killer. Initial release date is December 16th, 2003. Uh, director is Greg Hewson, known for decaf and renovation reality. Uh, budget was 750000 And in this movie, we have Lindsay McKeon, Julia Wakel, Scott Winger, Holly Town, Candace Moon, Billy Sullivan, Brad Hawkins. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> what do you guys think of this movie uh it was fun in parts uh i i think honestly i think if this had a better director and cinematographer the exact same script same cast everything but a better cinematographer and better director this would be a cult classic i think just the way it was directed and and edited it's very boring for what it is like there's no innovation in any of the shots, nothing. It's just like medium, close up, wide. There's nothing fun about it. Like when you're doing a slasher, like if this had like 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 Friday the Thirteenth quality director or cinematographer, this would be hundred percent be a cult classic. It's got the ridiculous lines. It's got some good gore. The characters are ridiculous. It's uh, uh, I love the part where. Um, Scott Weiner, who shout out to Scott Weiner, who played Steve in Full House and Fuller House, now playing a you know horror slasher movie. Uh, he, <laughs> I love the part where he thought one of the guys was the killer, and then they find that guy dead, and he's like, and he says, "I wrote it out and everything." He says, "Okay, it's not him." <laughs> <laughs> like that was so great. So yeah, I think better director and or maybe just more time. Maybe the director just did the best they could, um, and better cinematography it's uh just more they if they had had more fun if they had as much fun shooting it style wise as they did with the script i think it would be a cult classic i really do but the way it is now it's it's just kind of there there's some fun stuff there's some cool parts um there's some funny moments uh and i also think the killer i think they should have had a more inventive mask and not just a ski thing it should have been it should have been a ski related thing but it should have been like burned up something or I don't know. It should have been something crazy. Like it should have been more, more interesting than just ski goggles and a mask. Like it, it could have been more. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a movie called Shredder, you can go for it. Like you don't have to. You don't have to make it. This is the opposite of realism. You can do whatever the hell you want. Like he could have his face could have been been made of frozen ice. Who cares? Like you know, it's, you can do it all the way. Like, it could have been just so ridiculous. But yeah, I, I still enjoyed it. I still laughed at times. Um, okay. But I like I said, I think it could have been. It, it definitely would be a cult classic if it had better better direction. Yeah. Brendan? I absolutely hated the first probably half hour of this movie. Yes, I uh, actually I was going to say that too. The first half hour is atrocious. The guy with the camera, I wanted to murder him myself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Like yeah. it's unwatchable yeah. almost. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And then uh and then I don't know what happened. Something clicked or I just all of a sudden just got into it, but I actually like almost thoroughly enjoyed the rest of the movie for what it was once the characters are actually started to seem like they were having fun that's when it got better at first it was like they were just saying their lines the guy with the camera he just said things he just and it was so obvious because this came out like three years after Blair Witch Project I guarantee that this script didn't originally have a guy filming I 
99 almost stake my life on it that the original script didn't have a camera guy and they were like where which project came out we need some footage that looks like it comes from from a camera like shooting it i guarantee it because that's how movies are made it's ridiculous um <laughs> but um i yeah like once like and once the characters actually started to feel like characters instead of just a bunch of kids thrown into the situation like i thought the short-haired girl i thought she was awesome once she started to like actually develop as a human being and not just be short-haired spunky girl you know what i mean <laughs> once once she started like she was like punching people and beating the killer up then it became an actually interesting movie yeah definitely um it's funny like you said it's not well shot or particularly like it's it's okay but like there's nothing that's like out of this world crazy like there's no one take shots for like a minute, you know? No, no, no. There's no there's no real style. It just exists. Yeah. And the gore is okay from what I remember. Um, it just kind of is a letdown because I've seen I've seen uh, a Blu-ray edition of this movie and the Blu-ray cover looks like so much fun. And um it I just didn't have that, so it kinda left a bad taste in my mouth when I finished the movie, but it mm. maybe maybe needs another rewatch with a different mindset. Yeah, yeah. I, I also have, there's some things I, I have made notes that I just thought were hilarious. I thought the hot tub scene was absolutely hilarious. The whole oh, yeah. thing, like the fact that she's just like gets completely naked for no reason. Mm-hmm. like And then she finds that she finds out that he's faking. And I think she says something like you being a liar really turns me on or something. She says something yeah. along those lines. <laughs> and then, and then uh, I thought the, I thought when the, the one girl gets choked by the, um, by the scarf and she just keeps going around on the on the ski lift oh my god that oh was absolutely god. hilarious and like she's even in, she's even too, in the yeah <laughs> she's even in the background like as they're yes. talking and having lunch yeah, I through, oh my god i think that's the, my favorite part of the yeah. movie yeah. <laughs> they're like asking if they've seen her yeah <laughs> they're like but she's right behind her floating around so good so good yeah and uh i had to watch it on plex which i am going to do the anti shout out to plex because i absolutely hate plex it's I can no wonder that Plex is nowhere near as good as Tubi because they do three minutes of commercials every 15 minutes. Oh, it's like, what, what is happening on Plex? Like, I don't understand. Do they not want people to watch movies on there? Like, like Tubi does 30 seconds every like half an hour. Oh, it's awful. It's they have mm. so many good movies and I can't even use it. It's atrocious. Three minutes of commercials every 15 minutes. Damn, That's Jesus. how bad it is. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, and then um I thought the last scene was pretty funny as well, and I loved that the uh, the short haired girl that she came back and saved the day. I thought she was great. I she was hilarious, and uh, and the cinematographer. I looked the guy up. His name is Charles Schnur. He um, actually did the second unit stuff on Marcel the Shell. Like the I don't know if you guys saw that two years ago. It was a super cute little shell movie where the shell talks, uh, which is hilarious. He went from that to this. And he also did a documentary about John Lewis, who was like a, he, he was a, a, a senator or representative in the U.S. Uh, government. And he was like, like side by side with Martin Luther King in the 60s. <laughs> the guy who did this, did the cinematography for a documentary about him. I thought that was pretty funny. So I always wonder, hey, did, did he show John Lewis Shredder? Was he like, hey, you got to watch this movie. It's really, I think you'll really like it. Oh, you so, just lost your headphones? No, but you're good. Oh. <laughs> what um, did you think? 
I fucking love this movie. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but I do agree. The first 20 to 30 minutes, I was like not feeling it. And I I, I was so unimpressed. But then by the end of it, I was like, that movie was awesome. <laughs> but this is just like my kind of movie, just stupid, sleazy slasher. Um yeah. I this is probably the movie that I'm gonna pre-watch the most out of all five <laughs> to be completely honest I'm gonna throw this on again next winter for fun um it would be fun with like I don't know a group of friends watching or something just oh for sure it. yeah 100 yeah b movie yeah, yeah for sure yeah um, but uh yeah you guys talked about a lot of the funny parts I mean it, it's just something easy to watch it's just dumb fun <laughs> Yeah, and I, I know one thing, wherever they shot the interiors for that cabin, I wanted to go there so bad. Or the, like, whatever it was, not cabin, but the cottage, or a big room. Wherever they stayed. Yeah, yeah. oh my yeah. god. I was like, I want to be there right now. That looked awesome. Yeah. 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 It was actually um, one of the actresses, I think it was Holly Town. She, I recognized her right away because I grew up watching her in a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. That's funny. <laughs> and they Which also go to she? a ski lodge. Um, That's hilarious. She was the, I don't want to, I guess she was the slew. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No slut shaming. We love sluts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, in, but in horror movies, there there has to be. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. But yeah, she was in um, a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie, and they were actually also going to a ski lodge. So it was really funny seeing her in this movie getting naked. It's the same character. But in that movie, like just flirting with boys, but close stay on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have that uh, I have that with... Um, um, What's her face from uh, Halloween Four? Um, Danielle Harris. Yes, uh, the fact that she gets naked in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah, it's so disturbing to me because it's like <laughs> I know her as Jamie. Like, and now she's in another Halloween and she's naked. I can't. I can't see Jamie naked. Like, this is weird. <laughs> she talks about that Jamie in her naked. podcast actually <laughs> about how people yeah. think it's weird when she gets naked now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so bizarre because I mean it's even the same like not same franchise but same you know same series same yeah. whatever and it's it's so bizarre to me because it's like oh jamie's got no shirt on um <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you guys rate this one uh i give it an okay okay i actually did the exact same i gave it an okay as well Okay. I gave it a low thumbs up. I really wanted to rate it higher. Um I probably did have the most fun with this one. Um but it it I don't think it deserves a 100. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, definitely going to be the most rewatchability for me. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean stupid fun movies are always the most rewatchable for sure. Yeah. It's like you can't you can't sit down and watch something that you really got to think about every day. Like it's it's too much your brain would explode. Yeah. Um, this one did not have a lot of fun facts. So um, the film was released in Japan under the title Jason Z in a, ah. in a laughable attempt to connect it to the Friday the 13th sequel, Jason X. That's Shredder, <laughs> Shredder, of course, has no connection at all with the Friday the 13th series. I'm glad they clarified that. Yeah. <laughs> that is so good. That is the best thing I ever heard. That and happens the a lot. That happens a lot. With, with serious <laughs> movies they try to jam movies in that i mean look at troll 2 troll 2 has nothing to do with troll and that it's you know it's it's amazing i, haven't seen I those. love when they do that 
Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Troll 2 is that Troll 2 is the one that they call the worst movie of all time. It's yeah. The, like that the meme from like, oh my god, he's eating him. You know, that thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so Troll was a movie that came out in the 80s, and then this Italian director was like, hey, let's make another movie with trolls and just call it Troll 2. Oh wow. And just released it as <laughs> Troll 2 and had no no connection whatsoever. <laughs> uh the only other fun fact I had was the film had a limited theatrical release in the Pacific Northwest of the USA. There was no fun facts on this movie. (laughs) Um, Okay, last movie. This is the one that you actually sent us a copy of, which was very nice. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. I had two. Somehow I ended up with two of them. I don't know. And I have a Blu-ray, too, so. (laughs) Yeah, we had never even heard of this one. Well, I hadn't. Have you? No, I didn't. And then we were doing our international film month mm-hmm. and i was just looking up uh french extremity it like popped up top yeah. list yeah and it was in there um so the movie is calvaire am i saying that right maybe yep yep, yep. um also known as the ordeal um 6.1 on imdb and a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes mark stevens is a j- jobbing cabaret singer working in old people's homes and community centers on his way to the next gig his car breaks down in a rundown village release date is march 9th 2005 in belgium director is fabrice duwells who is known for alleluia in inexorable and adoration um i didn't see a budget or anything for this one um it has Romaine Protat, Laurent Lucas, Jackie Barroyer, Vincent Cahe, and Philippe Nahon. Doing my best. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> the only so, name I know, the only one I know is Laurent Lucas. So the yeah. other one's, it was just a shot, shot in the dark. I knew you said that one right, and I know that, that that's right. So. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of this movie? I absolutely love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I. Um, this is this is horror for me this is this is just just messed up and the characters have have a dis- disturbing motive and you don't know what's going to happen next and the 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 idea of of gender and him him thinking that his wife has come back and his delusions just because the man's a singer and the whole idea that the way they set it up with him being this like piece of meat to these old women like so that alone sets up like the whole gender thing of like like if this was a woman and these were men this is how they would treat her so now they reversed it and he's being treated that way and then so like there's just so much going i love fabrice de wells he's i think he's a genius i really do he um the two of the movies you mentioned adoration and alleluia it's it's what he calls his ardennes trilogy so the ardennes is a place in uh, a forest in belgium uh, and he, I think he either grew up in there or he spent summers there or something. And then, so this is his like trilogy is this and Alleluia, which also takes place a lot in the woods in the final third and um, Adoration takes place in the forest too, in the same forest. They're not connected in any way. Uh, just um, what is it they call it? A philosophical trilogy or I don't know, whatever they call it. Uh, and then uh, uh, Laurent Lucas is actually in Alleluia too. You guys should watch that movie. It's nuts. Okay. It's, I saw that one pop up actually oh, when I was looking up this movie. It's bananas. It's uh, it's loosely based on the, um, what were they called? Um, Lonely Hearts Killers in the 1940s. Like those, they were real killers who uh, they got together and they used to scam people and then murder them. Okay. Uh, there's been a bunch of movies and stuff made about them, but this is like his version, and that, that Laurent Lucas plays the 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 main killer in that one too. Uh, well, not not too. He's not a killer in this one, but yeah, I I absolutely adore this movie. It's um, everything about it. I, I it's just so real and so raw, and uh, I love that they shot it on 16 millimeter because it's perfect for 
for this movie. Uh, everything just looks so real. Like it's, it, it couldn't be more practical than this movie. It's, it's so real that it's disturbing. Like when he gets the haircut, and it, I'm pretty sure, I'm 99% sure he actually cut Laurent Lucas's hair on camera. Like that was that was intense. Like I watch that scene, and the side of my head feels like it's bleeding. Yeah. Uh, like it's just so messed up. And the performances, oh my god! Like the 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 two leads are just just unreal, absolutely unreal. Like the it, I. I love, like, I couldn't say enough good things about this movie. It's one of my favorites. When people say, tell me a movie you haven't seen that I probably haven't seen, that's crazy. This is my top five to go to. Like, you need to watch Kelvin because so many people don't know about this movie. And they, it's, uh, it's definitely, I, I would put this on like my like recommendation with like St. Maud or Censor or like the movies that people, normal people don't usually watch and they want something crazy, this is on my list, top five, for sure. Okay. Your thoughts, Hugo? Me first? Yep. Um, I liked it. I liked the storyline. Um, and I liked that I went in pretty blind because I wasn't sure where this movie was going at all. Um, and it definitely goes into some dark places. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> the characters are all very unique. And um, I don't know if maybe I just had a few too many questions at the end i was a little confused with a bit of it mm. um and i don't know if also because we just came off watching um frontiers which is another messed up french movie <laughs> you know i haven't seen frontiers yet it's on my list i really need to see that frontiers. is like yeah. that's, that's a movie wild. that i'm going <laughs> yeah. to recommend to everyone yeah, in the world <laughs> I need to see um, so yeah. maybe i was a little i don't want to say disappointed because i still like the movie but it, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something was a little missing for me. I feel so mm-hmm. bad because you're like talking it enough right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. It's, but, uh, it's, yeah. It's not for it's not for everyone. Absolutely not. Um, I, I would. I'd honestly say if I recommended this to a hundred people, like eight of them would like. it's it's it's, apparently he uh because i have the blu-ray uh that they uh, just released vinegar syndrome has a couple of different offshoots now and one of them is called uh yellow yellow something pictures i can't remember what it's called um and that's one of the ones they just released last year on blu-ray and it looks absolutely stunning and he has a behind the scenes where he's talking about making the movie and stuff and uh the biggest visual uh um the biggest not representation what's what i'm looking for his style he was going for uh was texas chainsaw massacre actually toby hooper he, okay. when he grew up he said that that was the movie that made him want to start making more movies was that and that's why he shot it on 16 millimeter and all that because he wanted the movie to be dirty and gross like texas chainsaw massacre yeah okay. yeah okay and the scene where they shot above like near the end of the movie where the whole thing takes above like above them and the cow is in the room and everything and he all oh, crazy yeah. happens they had they had to rehearse that like 25 times because oh, then, then they shot it and they because they only could only shoot it so many times because they had a cow in the scene and all that stuff so they had to rehearse it a ton of times first it was really cool to watch them set yeah that, that was wild yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh what yellow is- veil yellow veil yellow veil pictures that's what it's called okay rain that down shoot. yeah yeah they have some really cool stuff what were your thoughts brandon um, I too, I like the movie. It's just not quite, um, I think too that it's kind of cataloged as the same as like, uh, the new way French extremity kind of had me thinking it was going to go somewhere else. I was really expecting 
from the way the movie was going, I was kind of expecting like an under the skin kind of twist to this movie. Um, don't say anything about that movie because Sam hasn't seen it. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that hasn't been released by one of these companies. It's like it's it, you can't even find the DVD. It's so hard to get. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What is it? Uh, under the, under the skin. Is it a horror movie? Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. More like a body horror thriller. Oh. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay, it's hard okay. to explain. Yeah, it's very hard to explain. Yeah, Antonio Banderas, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. oh, he's, he's Zorro. Zorro. Oh, you remember Zorro? Yeah, yeah, that's, Anto- that's Antonio Banderas. Okay, I'm gonna write that down under the skin. He's, he's playing the same character. I got to. Uh... Zorro gets real messed up as he gets older. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta remember that. But um, I was just kind of expecting uh, the characters in the movie to kind of take it to that extreme. And unfortunately, we never got there, but it's still pretty disturbing that they get there without taking it to that extreme, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just didn't quite click with me either. And we watched this in bed, too. So I'm going to put this out there that I don't know if my full attention was towards it. because it... Watching in bed is fine. That's my woman <laughs> cave. I spend every night in there. It's perfect. It's, I know. And I like to watch movies in the living room. But... Big screen. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was about the movie. It just didn't quite click with me. Um it's and, house horror for sure. It's 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 its own beast for sure. It's yeah. Like, it's like still, you're saying about Shredder, Shredder. It's not a movie you're gonna watch again tomorrow. No. Like, hey, let's get together on Friday night and have a drink and watch Calvair. You know, yeah. it's not it's, <laughs> it's not that type of movie. Yeah. So I don't know. I have a hard time like describing how I feel about this movie. Yeah, I know. I'm a little bit in the same boat. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't particularly love it. Love it yeah, yeah. Just yeah, because yeah. I wanted those extremes to come out, and even when when I looked up at it, when I saw it on the list, it said that it was one of the more tame ones from this uh, new wave French extremity, and yeah. I was like, okay, but like, how? tame is tame gonna be because all the, all the ones that we've seen have been Bad fairly extreme yeah yeah it's tame nobody gets their dick pulled off by a by a shovel or something like it's like yeah what's tame right yeah yeah, yeah. so, so it, i was i was just surprised by actually how tame it was um for the most part there's still i think that's where i'm in the same boat as i expected like it sounds so bad because there are some pretty extreme moments but not quite to the level that i thought maybe yeah Yeah, no it's not like it's not like uh antichrist like disturbing or something like that like it doesn't yeah it doesn't push uh what's that uh what's the quebec one um oh shit um about the pregnant about the women abortions and stuff um inside in oh Oh, in the uh, interior. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not uh, it's the not girl going after the pregnant lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not yeah. It's that not one on was insane. Sure. I love that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for me, I think I think I I tend to I love every like I mean if you look at my movie shelf right now that I'm staring at like it goes from shocker like 80s crazy ridiculous horror all the way to a movie like this like that's my extreme of there's no horror if i like it it's that's it I, i'm not like a snob 
for anything. Like I, my top 10 favorite movies of all time, Dumb and Dumber is on the list. Like it's not you know, <laughs> in any way a movie snob. But, but the ones that always stick with me are the art house horror for sure. Like St. Maude and Censor and this and like, like um, you know, movies like that. And then Calvair just, it, it hits all those beats for me. It, it makes me... It, first time I saw it first time I saw it actually was a it was a fluke too I was working at Rogers Video back when it existed 20 years ago and uh, I was going through movies and it came in and we had one copy on DVD when it came in and I was like what is this this looks weird and I just brought it home and watched it and it was like wow I didn't didn't even know who this guy was this Fabrice the Wells guy and uh and now I'm obsessed with him he's he's so he's done some yeah Alleluia is alleluia yeah i think it does it does push the boundaries enough for you guys probably because it's it's there's some scenes in that that are like yeah i'll definitely look that one up last half hour there's some messed up stuff in that one Mm -hmm. okay yeah um what do you guys rate this movie this is 100 for me for sure yeah brendan it's an okay for me as of right now yeah, I, I gave it a low. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally, I honestly, I can appreciate that completely. It's a, a perfect, a perfect example of movies that I really enjoy, and I can understand all the things people don't enjoy about them. Is Halloween Ends. I enjoyed Halloween Ends. I thought it was fun. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, and the only problem I had was I think it should have been the second movie and not the third movie. I think they made a huge mistake making it at the end. It should have been Halloween Kills, and then the third movie should have been them dealing with Laurie and Michael, but whatever. That's a whole different thing. But <laughs> as we're leaving the theater, my brother and I and Dan was with us and Kevin, a couple other people, all the complaints they had, I was like, yeah, that's legit. Yeah, that's legit, but I still enjoyed it. it was still, yeah. I, I was one of the few um, few people who really liked it. Uh, and that's to me it's the same thing with Calvair not to that extreme because Halloween Ends was so polarized Calvair is not like that um, but I, I, I get when people don't like something like I can I can understand like oh yeah yeah I can totally appreciate why somebody wouldn't like Calvair for sure sorry my dog is barking is that's okay our dog is always crying in the background I'm surprised he hasn't yet today <laughs> um, okay well I have a few fun facts and then we'll wrap things up um, so the scene where Mark and Bartel talk over dinner was modeled after the conversation between uh, Marion Crane and Norman Bates in Hitchcock's Psycho 1960. Oh, that's cool. I can see that now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, with the exception of the subtle violin tune heard during the final shots and closing credits and the creepy piano music in the bar, the film has no musical score. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence Lucas audition. Oh, his audition for the role of Mark lasted 45 minutes as he performed the scene where Mark puts on his show makeup and extended out the scene as though it were a real event. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to talk about that bar scene too. Like that was, oh my God, that was bananas. I think we looked at each other after the bar <laughs> scene and we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, what just happened? It was so good. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. I've seen, I've watched that movie with a few people and they've been like, what? Why was that in the movie? And I was like, well, it's 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 just showing like that they're all together and they all do the same thing and they're all of one brain and they all think the same way and do the same things. And they were like, oh, okay. And the, but sometimes I like I've let a few people watch it and they ask me what happened and I've just been like, I don't know, because I just want them to think that like because it is the most banana shit of all time. Like, yeah, especially the way the scene starts, how he just looks at the guy and he's like, okay, and he just gets up and starts going, bam, bam. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. 
it's so ridiculous and then when they all show up at the end together and it's like oh my god they're just what a weird weird movie it's very weird yeah Yeah. (laughs) so bizarre uh so that's the end of uh the movies yeah yeah thanks for joining us and thanks for the idea no it's great no no worries it was fantastic um do you want to plug your account one last time so people know where to follow you and then they know when Snowblinded yes. is going to be on Tubi and whatnot? Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I am checking this now again to make sure I'm giving it. It's, yeah, it's B Lock Europe. So B L O C K Y E R 9983. That's my Instagram. Perfect. And uh, my Twitter or X, I guess it is now, is uh, just snow at Snowblind because um, it was the movie happened to be called Snowblind first and then we changed it because. Jake Gyllenhaal was making a movie called Snowblind and then that still hasn't come out. So <laughs> we changed our movie title and I think Damn. it comes out 2025 now or something. Oh. But I'm glad we did because there's like, there's like seven movies on IMDb called Snowblind. So I'm glad we did change it. Yeah. And you said people can message you if they want to rent the movie too, right? Uh, yeah. If they want to rent it, if you, like I said, if you want, I can send you the link for that stuff. And uh, if you, if you're, you have a review site or you're a reviewer or you're a distributor, anybody wants to watch, I can send you a screener as well. Perfect. So, yep. Um, So before you plug our account, I just want to announce the next episode. Um, We are going to be reviewing Lamb with um, our buddy, the Bitter Wolf from X. He's got his own blog and stuff like that. Um, oh, so he just uh, he just reviewed Snowblind. Actually. He did. I thought that was hilarious yeah. because he yeah. posted yeah. it, and I was like, "No way, yeah. you guys are coming on back to back." That's hilarious. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah. What are the chances? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be doing that next week. Um, and you can plug our accounts. Yeah, so we are Arlington Horror. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and X. Um, we have a Patreon where we do um after hours shows, bonus episodes, uh, Patreons polls where they get the pick one movie a month um every other month every month we get to it <laughs> um, we, we have an amazing discord as well where we all chat about horror movies and we just have a really nice community and um we are if, if you want to email us we are our life and horror at hotmail.com where uh you guys can send us uh any critiques any movie suggestions if you want to come on just let us know and yeah, I've really got to write something out for this venture. <laughs> Over a year have, later. Yeah. Have you watched Lamb yet? I haven't seen it. It looks fantastic. No, we bought it when it came out. I got yeah, yeah we bought the uh A24 special edition from we their site. Never got around yeah, yeah. to it. Yeah, we oh, never ended up watching it. So I'm I heard it's bananas. I've heard it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah he, uh, the bitter wolf actually suggested it, so I was pumped that he actually chose it because I'm like, well, now we can finally see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard there's a lot of symbolism and a lot of like it's about like um, like uh, people being able to have children, and there's a lot of a lot of intense stuff apparently, like mm-hmm. underlying stuff going on there. Yeah. Ooh, cool, cool. I love her too. She's she's great. Rooney Rapace. She's so oh my god. She's so she good. is really good. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. So I should I should I should definitely ah, I should definitely check that out soon too. I have so yeah. many movies to watch. It's unreal. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah, it never ends. <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, Brian. Yes. Thank you for coming on. And thank you so much. It was a blast. I love it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs>